Let's talk about resonance then. Resonance. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is this one of those words like metamodernism that you just use and when you say it, you feel very important? Oh, yeah. Metamodernism. Yes. Oh, I feel yes. this resonance with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the first trick to being In a other guru. words, I want to fuck you, but we say, oh, I feel this <laughs> resonance. <laughs> Yes, exactly. You know, and uh, furthermore, it's like the first trick you use if you want to be a guru, you know? Yes, indeed. Yes, <laughs> yes you know a lot about that, don't you? Because you've been a guru before. You've, you've been, no, I never was a guru. Never, yeah. I thought that was your old job. Okay. Uh, to, to, to be a guru? Yeah. No, no, no. But you You're have the guru, guru at Parallax, basically. No. So, no. It's like what you, you have to have a pronunciation like Anthony Hopkins in Westworld. So, mm -hmm. you pronounce, you know, the last syllables of the word and make the it, word <laughs> make, make it very very important hmm. to talk about resonance yeah you know and then, you know and then I'm, i'm getting turned on as you're yeah, speaking yeah. <laughs> exactly and then you you talk like a like an octave deeper like mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. you get you're getting all rest and uh, red and flustered now, Andrew. Yeah, I Don't know. And you? then and then and what happens is all the ladies come. Yes. And they're in the front row, and then that brings all the guys. Right. So first the the ladies come, and and then the guys come, and then and then then you have a community, and then you're a guru. Right. No, but resonance. I mean, you I create always... a field of resonance. Exactly. No, but the point is, you know, Hartmut Rosa, I always, you wanted to get him on, on, you know, on, to interview him for Parallax because have you heard of him? And, his no. and you know, it's, I think what's, it's like, what's his thing? What's his theory? What, what's I mean, about? if you, if you're talking about we spaces, right. It's, it's like this weird label to create oh, a we space. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, but okay. So to, start in a different point i had like this conversation with layman pascal and so we we talked about he interviewed me actually for parallax and so that will mm -hmm. be an interview that comes out but so we we were talking about we spaces and you know and he he, he kind of said and i kind of said that you know to strive to strive for we space is a kind of absurd thing because you know if you like say at the postmodern relativistic level you can't create like a phallic you know, resonance sphere, which strives to something, you know, it's always, it's uh, horizontal and you can, you can do achieve mm, nothing. So exactly. you need to be like in an integral post, postmodern, metamodern level where you are, have the agency and the, the, the complexity to deal with these kinds of things. But then you don't need to employ a we space either because it's, it's, it's emerging naturally, of you course. know? And so, and so the whole idea of let's do a we space It's kind of a, an absurd thing. You know what I'm saying? And so... Um, yeah, it's, a, it's sort of the, the same thing as saying, let's start a cult. Right. Right. Let's start a we space where, you know, we all have this amorphous feeling together. Yeah, but if it's, uh, if it's um, about... But, but feeling, I mean, yeah. if you have a genuine community, there's already a we space. That's called a community, isn't it? Right. I mean, if it's a if it's a, if, it, if it's an authentic community, the we space is the product of it being a community. I, I mean, I don't like I don't really get yeah I don't really get the idea of having to create a we space space, or even having to allow it to emerge. It just emerges. It just 
Yeah, exactly. That's the argument. You know, if yeah. you bring in people who uh, are, you know, savvy enough with media and worldview and politics and con consciousness and evolution and whatnot, so you, you can put them together and that will naturally happen. But yeah, I would call it friendship, making friends with people, like a creative friendship with people. That's what creates the we space, I guess. Right. Or call it. I, I, I like the term resonance more because, you know, mm -hmm. we, we're talking about, you know, uh, dialogues when we're doing podcasts, you know, it always takes like 30, 40, 50 minutes with a new guest to create, you know, this trust and, and mm. everything to 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 create a resonance field, you know, yes. where you can yes. react to, you know, the more subtle things in the you know in the conversations and gestures exactly of, yeah and so that's you know and that's resonance and i, and I kind of like that concept but to say okay let's do a we space it's like okay let's talk okay yeah let's talk you you're talking okay i'm talking now now you're talking okay i'm talking now yeah it's 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 like a hollow it's an I, unnecessary um step of of self-consciousness that is you know not particularly necessary Right, because because the dialogue was kind of it just emerges when you're having a conversation and and, and you feel in resonance. Um, so so you think, oh, okay, something's happening here, and so then it's not just you and the other person. There's this third element. Exactly. Yes. And that third element is the thing between you that that's happening that that is creative and interesting and, and emerging from the conversation. Right. Um, no, and I I I I I get the theory, and you know, it's like, but this what this third thing you know, that is outside of my control. And we, I mean, we were joking about this beforehand, but in some way it is out of my control that that thing emerges. And it might yeah. be between me and a girl or between me and a friend or just, you know, like a podcast interview partner. But, you know, yeah. when, it, when it happens, it happens and then it's there and then it starts to, you know, retroactively shape you in a kind of way. And that's the interesting thing. But you don't, you know, it's like either you have the capacity from your mental constitution to, you know, create the psychological and social climate to, for that third thing to appear, or you haven't. You know what I'm saying? And then mm -hmm. when you haven't, it, it's like no use to... Yeah, uh, and so what's the difference then uh, of the when you don't have it and when you do have it? For me, what, the difference is that if you don't have it, you're just two ideologies speaking to each other. Right. Um, uh, you know, you're, you're, you've already, you've got a preset set of ideas, and you're you're just you're just picking and choosing from your 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 toolbox of cliches, and you're just throwing that out, and then the other person throws one back at you, and um, nothing is actually happening. Right. But that's the way a lot of people communicate these days, I think. Like, um, so the more refined, advanced mode of communication is, is, uh, is when, when you're actually thinking together, right? Right. Or, or if, if that's what you're doing, if it's intellectual, or if it's probably if it's, if it's sexual or something, then you're feeling together, or you're creating new textures and modes of feeling together. I mean, like where you mentioned sexual, sexuality. And so there's like this quote from Alistair Crowley when he says, you know, the great mistake that we can make is to look at sexuality as something that is brute, you know, and raw. You oh, know, yeah. it's a, and because it's like you can have, you, you, especially with dating apps and whatever, you can have, you know, sex, which is empty and void. And it, it might be even a great performance that you two guys do. 
you know uh but if you know uh you know the field of resonance that which makes it alive and spiritual in a kind of way that is you know that is outside yeah. it's still outside of your control and when you find and that's, that's it's so hard to find that you know where when you can engage in sexuality and like every let's let's say chakra connects mm -hmm. to the chakra of your partner and you know the other way around and so you're yes. creating this energy thing that is more than just two bodies rubbing each other Yeah, you know? and 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 it's, well, people it's, are so are so they they you know so uh, let's say literal these days. It's like a literalism when it comes to sexuality. It's like everybody thinks an object, right? So so these 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 textures of feelings and emotions and and ex experiences of bliss and different kinds of uh, stuff that goes on. I think people kind of ignore most of it and then just go for the fuck 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 thing or something. Yeah. Uh, Uh, that, that seems to, I, I talk to a lot of guys when I'm coaching and that seems to be their pain. It's like, right. I'm having all this sex, but I'm making no connection to anybody. It's right. just, it's just uh, I mean, I think in a way it's good that they're having these experiences and that, that this repression is, is gone and these experiences are, are allowed to be, be had. But at the same time, the, that, as you say, the, the the uh, the intelligence of it is 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 something like like we're talking about how there's dialogos in in the mind you know when we're 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 getting excited about ideas and something emerges right but but that's also true in the, you know Gurdjieff talked about the three bays that's also true in the feeling level in the sexual level and the it's it's true in all three realms right yes. Yes, I mean, like, um, I, so they're I, all a form of intelligence. Like, your heart is a form of intelligence, and your your lower your movement, your motility, you called it the, the third, the, the you know, the third brain, is a form of intelligence, and all of those are forms of intelligence. And, and when you're doing that with somebody else, you're creating something. It's not always just intellectual or verbal right. or, or, or. No, and I think there's a there's a huge misconception about emergence, you know, because. And, and I really uh, like Peterson, what he has to say about this, because he says, you know, there are moments when love or joy just descends upon you. Or mm. let's say, let's, let's, what they, what the philosophers talked about in the 18th, 19th century, like the big melancholy, you know, the, yeah. the sadness of the universe, when it, when it descends down onto you and there's nothing, nothing that you can do either to reject it or to evade it or whatever. It just happens. Yes. Yes. And so it's like, it's the same thing with this resonance we're talking about in terms of sexuality. It's you like can't create it. No, no, it's like uh, it, it descends sometimes, you know, sometimes it never descends. Sometimes yeah. it descends only once in your life and there's nothing and it, it descends at the, and when it descends, it, it's, uh, it descends at the, uh, you know, strangest moments, you know, because you have like, when you look at, I'm sorry, like the integral theorists and they say, oh, you have to be like, you have to meditate and then you have to be like, uh, you know, yeah. you know, learn communication theory and stages. And so it's like, it, no, it doesn't help you because you become so, a robot. Yeah. yeah become, because sometimes, mm -hmm. and I, I would argue in most cases, it's not just about emergence. It's like, okay, sometimes something descends and sometimes with the weirdest person who has no spiritual background, you have the most intense uh, resonance with all the chakras, with everything, and then it works out. Yeah, you know, it's like 
and and it's it's not in your making and that so of course sometimes you can open yourself up but at the same time what peterson said god is it's it, it gifts it to you you know yeah it's well i mean there, there's religious terms for that right they call right. it gra grace and, and and whatnot and there's nothing you can do to create it what you can do is 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 you can work on yourself and to be open to 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 the possibility of that of that of that happening perhaps right i think and so i mean like for 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 most guys who think you know and who, who suffer because of this and and you know play the game you know like from neil strauss you know the dating game or whatever yeah, yeah. In, in most of the cases i would just say now stop stop doing what you're doing like completely you know and try to solve the problems that you have and the, the problems that you don't are able to solve don't do anything and maybe god has a gift for you along the way but you know maybe he hasn't you know mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. there there is no resonance for you or enlightenment or whatever you mm -hmm. can't you can't put god into a box yeah yeah that's that's well said i i absolutely agree with that um And and I think that's maybe maybe the problem you're describing is people trying to contrive religious experiences, right? Through various techniques, which is 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 uh, what Chogum Trumpa called spiritual materialism, right? Um, and I was thinking about uh, somebody told me one of the one of the, the reasons for religion is is uh, this is another way to look at it perhaps is to prevent you from um, to protect you from God. Right, because if you hit, if you have the God experience, uh, and and all, and a lot of people have the God experience uh, at too early an age, and or maybe that's just part of the program, and then they don't know what to do with it. Right, it's like Percival in the, in the Grail myth. You know, he 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 he, uh, he 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 finds the Grail Castle and the Holy Grail, and then for the next fifty years of his life he has to wander around looking for it again for the right. second time. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he finds it the second time, but this time he's ready to be there. But the first time he gets wounded, right? He gets right. the Fisher King wound. And, um, and I think most, most people are just walking around with the Fisher King wound, right? Looking for that, that experience again. Right. But maybe that's not what they're supposed to be doing. What, what we're supposed to be doing in life is just, you know, fixing our relationships and, and having a family and, you know, doing whatever. Yeah. And, But, yeah, and to, be, to be able to discern between mm -hmm. the problems that we can solve and the problems that we can't. Yes. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. in, it's like I, I, you, you know, you mentioned one example. The other example would be uh, U, U, Ulysses Odysseus. I don't know how it is in English. Ulysses. And when, yeah. Yeah. And when, when he encounters the sirens, that tell yeah. him about the secrets of the universe. And so, so the question is, after all his mates died on the cliffs and he listened to that song or these songs, you know, with, you know, bound to, to a mass. And so then he goes home. Then he does what? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What does he do after that experience? I yeah. mean, like, uh, in, it's not written, you know, but you can imagine, okay, so he sits, sits in Greece or whatever, you know, and he ponders about that experience. Does he want to go back? You know, what does he want to do after that? Mm -hmm. You know, after yeah. that gift, after that adventure. So that's like the post enlightenment experience. What do you do with your enlightenment? I mean, what do you do with your insight? What do you do with your your 
extraordinary experience. Right. Because most of life is not that, right? Most of life is. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, and, and again, it's like, yeah, for, for a lot of people, you know, uh, a spiritual awakening while having sex with a chosen partner, you know, that will never happen for, for a lot of people. Because I, I still think that's a, that's a grace, that's, that's a gift from God. And I don't even know what I mean with God here. I don't mean, you know what, I don't mean the Christian God. I, I, don't, may, I don't know what I mean with God, actually, but in this sense. But sometimes something descends and it's not, you know, in your making. Yeah, I mean, of course, what you're describing cannot be described by definition. I mean, because the indescribable sort of unity that you you know you, you this, that happens at certain moments but right and we get kind of little glimpses of it here and there right yeah yeah that's right yeah yeah totally agree i've been thinking about the um you know uh the the do you know the per and the senex uh, james hillman writes about it very oh well. yeah 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 so the per is the golden boy uh the golden boy complex And the golden boy is is the one that, you know, or you could say the the little prince or the Peter Pan or whatever. He 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 can't, uh, um, he can't if he doesn't grow up, right? Um, you know, he he remains split from from life. But if he does grow up, he risks becoming the cynic, and that's like the the old man who is bitter and resentful and angry and remote and you know from, from the world. He's like he's like Saturn. Uh, you know, he's at the far edges of the universe and, and he, he's lost his, his, um, he's lost, he's lost this, this grace that he gets, that you get from the, from the golden God or, 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 or whatever. So the two archetypes have to be together, right? They're, they're one side of the other and one is the shadow of the other. Um, and when they're split, we have a society of, permanent adolescence on one side and senility on the other. And this is kind of what the society looks like today. Um, you have a lot of people who are, um, you know, who just don't grow up, who are just playing this, I don't know, the squid game or something. Right. And then, and then you have a, a lot of, other, and then you have the leaders of this world who are, who are sort of disconnected from, from any kind of a genuine inspiration and are just following rules and procedures and, you know, and um, ideologies and, so, so the purr is this is this nowness, this this brightness, this kind of that a child has, right? And, and the senex uh, is order and 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 rules and and responsibilities and yeah. And uh, the rare artist or the rare person keeps the, the 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 keeps the archetype together. So as 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 you go into old age, you, you're more alive, more vibrant. So 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 more. give an example. Of the antithesis of this, like like the virile, integrated middle-aged man, or what is it? I don't know. I guess but Picasso or somebody like that uh, kept his 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 you know moved into adulthood, but also kept that spirit alive. Um, you know, very very spiritual masters often have this kind of wild childlike quality at the same time being very wise it's like having wisdom and innocence or ism, innocence and experience together right right whereas you know if you look at i don't know the president of the united states he looks like a bit of a senex but he doesn't i don't know if he has if he's kept his <laughs> his soul so to speak but uh, joe biden i don't know biden's well, he, that's a cliche of sort of senility or or 
senility and power. Yeah, but but again, uh, uh, you know, and it's interesting why you mentioned the president because yesterday I had this talk with Zach Stein, and he fears like an escalation, and what we need is like a, a, a leader. You know what America needs is a leader who is able to integrate all of this, like and and reach across the aisle and and you know embody both of these principles. You know the the you know yeah. the, the the resonance that you can create with the world when you're young and the wisdom to handle you know mm-hmm. those those very resonances. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so because like Joe Biden is completely disconnected from the world. You know. <laughs> different but the same way trump was disconnected from the world you know mm-hmm. and and don't you agree oh yeah uh, i mean i mean, most i i don't know if it's the case with almost all all of the political leaders today uh who's who's an inspiring political leader right nobody they're not inspiring they're not they're not um yeah because they're not they're, they, they don't have they don't they 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 they're they're it's almost like we want to we want to erect a corpse or something as because it's safe right it's it's a corpse what do you mean yeah i don't know corpse like person people ah uh, like a ghoul or a zombie or whatever or what do you mean zombie like corpse like people to mm. rule the world yeah why do we want that i don't know but why do we vote for these people i don't i don't know i mean no but you know it's like again what zach stein said yesterday was you know it's like uh, you know, with his consilience project you know look looking looking for people who are not ideologically captured you know who are able to look at you know look at yes. their worldview and their narratives and you know look at them look at that as objects and not being too attached to it and then you know be able to entertain different thoughts and different narratives and uh, you know being able to go into resonance with something that would not be possible if you would be if you would have like being captured by something you know and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. looking for those people yes yes well i mean and those people usually I don't know. Do you think that? What do you think of this idea of the sociant that Alexander speaks of? There's usually they're usually small groups, aren't they? The the what? The sociant is the you know the sociant. Do you know what that is? No. It's a term that Alexander uses for the original human tribe. Right. And I think the number is 156 people. Ah, oh, that one. Okay. I thought that so, was a Dunbar number. Oh, I, maybe I'm getting it wrong. Uh, the, yeah, the Dunmar number is the 156, but the sociant is like the original human family or tribe or whatever. Right. So, so they, these are small groups, I think. They're not big groups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's this whole networking of small groups, and, and that's kind of where things are changing or shifting. But but they're not they're not going to change or shift. In, I, yesterday, in, I saw in, in, in ordinary again. politics. I don't think, but maybe they are. I saw Apocalypto again. Have you seen that movie? What is it? Apocalypto. Apocalypto. What's that? Yes. No, it's like the movie that Mel Gibson did after the Passion of the Christ. You know where he? Oh, uh, that's a wild one. Yes. Yeah, where where he made like an action movie out of Jesus Christ story, and then he made like this movie about I think it's a Mayan, you know, original tribe. You know. Yes. The living living in perfect unity with their environment till they get slaughtered in the most Mel Gibson-ish brut- brutal way, yeah. you know, uh, apocalypto. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, 
I remember seeing that and, and thinking it was incredibly weird. But that was years ago. But but uh, you have seen I, that it might movie. be worth seeing it again. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a yeah. you know, I had such a deep urge yesterday to watch something very brutal, like only <laughs> Mel Gibson can deliver, or like what you know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Braveheart. And <laughs> yeah, something like very. You know, uh, you know, <laughs> you, you know when you when you like, you know. I think that was the thing with the Sopranos. You know that you always can connect with the deepest parts of your soul. Yeah. When you watch Tony Soprano kill somebody, and you know, and, <laughs> yes. And so, so you know, funny point aside, but it's like even even at that time, you know, when we were like tribes, and when we somewhat apparently were connected to our nature. They were like competing tribes. They were perfectly willing to extinct, extinguish us, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think, right. didn't yeah. we kill all the, the uh, uh, Neanderthals? Just like all of them? Probably. Yeah. 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 No, probably. That's what we, you know, we, we do human beings. I mean, I wouldn't do you be surprised. Think, why do you think that is? Well, if you if you look at René Girard's theory, that's an interesting theory. Is that is that um, is that there's too much in early tribal societies? There, there, there if there was a conflict, um, right? You would have to resolve that conflict because there would just be war of everybody against everybody because conflicts escalate, right? So, so if one person does something, then there's a revenge, and then and then it just builds up and builds up and builds up until a, a violent frenzied bloodlust. Uh, so we have this tendency to to um, to for 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 violence to to escalate, and all of culture and all of society and everything we do is is to prevent that, right? Because that's who we are primordially. I mean, that's who we you know we're we're we're, we're that's who we are without without these boundaries and borders that we create for ourselves, so that we're not. And the original thing that we used to do was create scapegoats. Yeah, but that so we would create scapegoats and we would we would sacrifice them and then there would be some peace for a while. Um, the peace would would be uh, would would keep people keep this war of all against all at bay for a while until we found in, until there was another conflict and then you know and then we find another scapegoat and we keep going on and on and on like this uh, until we uh, we start to realize like we start to become conscious of the fact that the scapegoat principle is a lie. Right. And that's, you know, that, you know, Gerard says that with Christianity is like, this person is actually an innocent victim of something. He's not the, he's not, um, he, he's not responsible for the crime. And once we realize that, then we start to, you know, then we start, then, 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 then we, ha then we start to move into the modern world. Yeah. But okay. But now you're talking about something that happened, you know, I mean, I'm talking about uh, the world of Apocalypto, you know, the, the uh, tribal people way long, long before Christianity, you know, when they were like actually competing tribes. Yeah, I'm not talking because I mean, there was high levels of, of um, homicide in, in all of the early, early tribes. And it's, you know, just violence was part of the, I mean, people were very happy. Maybe a lot of cultures were very happy and satisfied and they had good lives compared to how we, how depressed and fucked up we are today. But, but violence was part of that world. And sometimes it was really, you know, horrendous violence, you know, I don't know. Right. 
I'm just wondering, you know, where, where, you know, that given the fact that we actually killed all the Neanderthals, you know, so what is it about human nature that... Because that, the Neanderthals were weak. Yeah, but there's no us. reason to kill him. Compared to us. Well, because, yeah, I don't know, because the, 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 in, 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 that, in that survival of, of the fittest mode of, of a being, that's how it works. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I've read actually something last week. But we're not like that anymore, you know? No, we are exactly like this. No, I mean, I have this bad leg. I mean, if I lived in an in an Inuit society, they'd put me on the ice flow, and I because I'd be holding up the tribe. And but instead, uh, I get I get a welfare check. I get money. I get you know for when I don't work. And oh yes, but at the same time, you know those old programs that you know that we are like a devastating, destructive kind of species. You know that was always like. The oh, case. they can always be, uh, you know, set off. You know, yeah, we, yeah, we are. We are destroying our natural environment right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but I've actually read something like last week that uh, uh, there's a genetic mutation that led us to be, you know, very early on in the evolution of the humans, uh, the Homo sapiens, that led us to become this violent. You know, because you have like bonobos who. Uh, like peace-loving uh, uh, creatures mm-hmm. that you know fuck their way out of social problems, and then you have like the chimpanzees who actually go to war against different chimpanzee tribes. You know, and yeah. I, I don't know if, if you have seen those videos. And we're more like the chimps. And yeah, and so we are. Yeah, and so there's like some some genetic dispositions that we developed. You know, that's the thesis of a genetic uh, ecologist or whatever it's called, uh, Paleto. Uh, 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 what is it archaeology um, whatever and, and so his thesis is there's a genetic disposition that we that we are like this destructive you know mm-hmm. and so aggressive mm-hmm. but I mean I, I mean uh, all of the things that we do in society are to protect us from that getting getting to that state you know right all of the boundaries and borders and and laws and religions and i mean according to if if you if you if you if you if you agree with gerard's theory no no of course but Mm -hmm. at the same time exerting aggression because setting boundaries is an act of aggression in itself yeah and setting up laws i mean the state is the only is the only body uh, who can exert violence without any repercussions right so right. I don't know. I don't know right. where we came from. We came from uh we came from sex and resonance to violence. I mean, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> resonance, yeah. <laughs> we started off with resonance. Yes. We had we I'm had such a resonance. We had yeah, me. we had such a you know bright <laughs> start and a happy yeah. start, and then we delved into death. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's often how I feel when I, I all this new age lingo starts to to come into the. I start to feel like no, <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, me too. Mm. I start to feel aggression. Yes, 
Yes, I think. <laughs> yes, of course. I mean, what else can you feel if Anger, you're confronted with annoyance and yes? And... What again? What else can you feel if confronted with new age hippies? You know, I think like <laughs> yes. aggression is is the you know go to emotion to have. You know, uh -huh, just. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah, so we, then, we should like um, uh, create a movement like punch a hippie in the face. <laughs> <laughs> you really want to be canceled, don't you, Tom? <laughs> You're just looking to be canceled. No, no, no. I'm just no. I'm I'm just looking at you know. I'm I'm still safe, and I'm just looking at the abyss, and I'm it's like you know, it's like I'm looking, but I'm not. I'm not really plunging into into <laughs> into the chaos. I'm just looking, and so it's like. Um, Because nobody listens to this, I can I can say this. Uh, let's, <laughs> yeah, punch, yes. let's punch. But once the, you but once you get once Parallax becomes world renowned and well known, then then you're, you're going to be a little bit more careful. Is that is that it, Tom? I don't know. Well, you think? <laughs> have you seen the 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 Dave Chappelle? Thing right, Dave Chappelle. Uh, yeah, I saw it. I mean, I I saw some of it. Uh -huh. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about this? No. Do you think there's a controversy? Um, well, I, I don't know. I think, I think woke is a, is a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. And uh, I think hypersensitivity about your in-group is a terrible thing. And I think there's, I think it's a corporate, uh, I think Netflix is, is, I don't know. Most of the stuff on Netflix is terrible, soul destroying garbage. So, so I don't see what they have to be, uh, uh morally, uh, upright about. Hmm. You know, it's like it's like the the the, the ethics of the society are so arbitrary or something. It's uh, on some. It's uh, they're so like they don't make any sense if you if you look at them deeply. I mean, making a joke about it about somebody or somebody's group, yeah, is 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 is. You know, you you're not allowed to do that, but you but you're allowed you're allowed to have the show which which celebrates you know. Uh, Uh, Roman, uh, you know, celebrates, uh, uh, you know, extreme violence for fun with kitty toys. <laughs> oh, know? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so it's, it's just all so hypocritical that how could you ever listen to anybody in Hollywood when they, they start to, uh, to get, to get all woke on you. Right. No, it's just a default And, you know. and and this isn't was not always the case before you used to be able to make jokes. Maybe it's the look, fact that maybe it's the fact that everything is is uh is amplified to such an extreme extent and 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 and, and put out there. Right. That you know, you used to be able to make a joke with somebody and, and you, you wouldn't think that it would be filmed and, and put online and and you, you know, you could just You could just appreciate the the dirty humor of of life and, and right, but but now it's like it's like th there's this there's these little scapegoating groups everywhere. I wonder how much you know. I mean, it's amplified through media itself. You know, I would wonder yeah. what happened if the media just wouldn't report it. You know. Well, it, it, is the media reporting it, or is everybody reporting it all together? Like, how is it? It's sort of. It's sort of it's autopoetic. I mean, like what in, would in a happen? Dark way, right? Yeah, no. But what would happen if all the news outlets, the digital media outlets and sites, wouldn't report on the outright uh, outrage 
in regard of the Dave Chappelle show. You know, if nobody would report it, you know, then, you know, it's, it's you know. Yeah. Would it exist then? Well, uh, that's hypothetical because it's not just the media outlets that are reporting it. It's the people that are that are tweeting it. Right. So it's it's a it's a conspiracy between the media outlets and 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 the entire culture. Well, it's like it's like who's creating who? Is it the media outlets that are creating the culture or the people who are creating it? I mean, no, I get that. It's a symbiotic thing. It's like, but yeah, but it's super interesting because it's like you know, it's like with the with the noise in the woods if if nobody is, is yeah. listening to it. So, yeah. but and it's 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 on hyperdrive because like if if the media isn't reporting it, like the one side, is there an outrage or? Is there an outrage just from the few people who are well, posting a, it on Twitter? There's a Chihuahua effect or whatever, you know, as, as um, uh, what's his name? Weinstein puts it. It's a the loud, angry, the loud, angry, you know, mentally ill group are, 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 are suddenly the heroes of the society. Right. I mean, yeah. The funny thing is that and people the media are, is, probably most people are pretty reasonable. I mean, there is a culture of this. It's true. But most people are, are pretty forgiving and reasonable. And No, but the funny thing is that, you know, why you mentioned Weinstein, because he was actually on Instagram live when the Netflix, you know, walkout happened, mm-hmm. you know, so when the when the couple of people you know, walked out in protest from the building to, you know, make, make a stand against transphobia or whatever, you know? Yeah. And so he, he was filming it. He was there and there were just a couple of people and the, you know, the atmosphere was nice and there was nothing happening there basically. And that was like in stark contrast to how the media portrayed the walkout. A major walkout. Yeah. Something. Major walkout, mm-hmm. you know? And so, it was just a few people who were kind of upset. Yeah, kind of people drinking coffee outside and having a smoke or whatever, you know, and yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, it, it, you know. Well, I guess it's this Why need is that to constantly narrativize hmm? everything, right? Yeah. You have to, mm-hmm, have Why to is make that? This, this, this dramatic narrative to everything. Just to fill the void or why do we have to do that? Hmm. Well, maybe it, it comes back again to the Girardi, Girardian thing, right? If, if if you're if you're unhappy and threatened by something psychologically, then then you 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 you're you're on autopilot. You're going to begin to start to look for a scapegoat, right? You know, somebody has to be responsible for this malaise that i might be feeling right yeah no no i get that but you know who in in the case of uh, dave Chappelle, who actually feels triggered triggered by that yeah who yeah well i i think there's yeah maybe there's some people that actually feel triggered and they're you know they're trans people and they feel like they're not being respected um maybe there's a few people like that but then there's this kind of Something, there's this other layer of people who are just running on this very, very, on a program. This is how I'm supposed to feel when this happens. 
Have you? I'm and sorry. I don't think they feel anything whatsoever. They don't care. They don't have any feeling, zero feeling. It's just, it's just, this is how I'm supposed to react to this particular event. Have you? Uh, uh, so there's, 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 and most of it is pseudo emotion, pseudo feeling, right. pseudo outrage, pseudo everything. Most of it is fake, right? I think. Have you? I mean, there's, I, I had to laugh. I must laugh now because it's so fucking funny. Because if you watch the, the, the special from Dave Chappelle, so it's mostly black people, a couple of whiteies, and, you know, yeah. uh, but mostly. In Detroit, black, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, mostly black people. And so, and in the middle are two white, white women, you know, with pink and purple hair. You yeah. know, like, have you seen those two? Yeah, I like, didn't see that, actually. I did notice that. in the No, audience, but, but so. there were like two, two trans advocates, I would say, you know, mm -hmm. like a feminist, you know, they were like, you know, they were like old and bloated and with colored hair and like stone, stone cold faced. They were not clapping. No, they were not they clapping. Were they were to, like they were there to express their outrage. Or to, no, no, to they were like taking and... taking mental notes, and that oh. was like the 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 room was like buzzing and booming and laughing. And then those two, you know, stone faced, you know, activists like were sitting there, and it was that alone is hilarious to me. You know, because <laughs> you know, because it's an event that you that you should go to have, you know, a relaxing evening and and to let go of all your expectations. And I mean, it's fucking Dave Chappelle; it's the biggest comedian there. But instead, you sit there taking notes for whatever shit hit piece you're going to write. You know, and it's uh, mm -hmm. I, I found that I found that so hilarious. And I, I thought, you know, like what does it? I mean, he must have seen those two women in the audience, you know? And so mm -hmm. still to deliver those kind of jokes, <laughs> yeah, I, I found that very funny, actually. 